There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Your English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. You are listening to the third episode of a mini-series entitled Your English Podcast, or YEP for short, if you like. And in this episode, I'm going to showcase some more recordings sent to me by listeners as part of this big competition which I've launched in order to celebrate uh, 200 episodes of Luke's English Podcast and also to give uh, the lepers or listeners the opportunity to contribute some bits of audio It is a competition. The the uh, the winner of this competition will get uh, an opportunity to speak to me on Skype and it'll be recorded and featured on Luke's English Podcast. Um, all the details of this competition have already been mentioned on the podcast. Uh, if you need uh, a reminder of all that stuff, you can go to episode 200. Um, but um, just in a nutshell, the rules are... Um, let's see, what are the rules? Okay, so for voting, that's it. Uh, you can uh, vote for your favourite uh, recording in each episode, okay? So you can vote once per episode. So, if, for example, you might have already voted for your favourite in episode one and episode two. You can now listen to episode three here and pick the one that you like the most and vote for it. How do you vote? Just leave a comment uh, on the relevant page on teacherluke.co.uk. This is... Um, Uh, competition entries number three so find that one and leave your comments uh, below you can comment anonymously if you like although I will know if people kind of are repeating uh, votes you know over and over again you can only vote once per episode um, in your comment just say I vote for and then the name of the person and the country that they come from it's important to include the name and the country because some people have the same name Okay, um, yes, voting closes uh, at the end of this month, so uh, that is midnight of the 30th of September, that's midnight in Paris, okay, that's where I am, uh, so that's uh, that's when voting closes, and I'll count all the votes and uh, find out who the winner is, it might be that it's a draw, You know, we might have like a tie with lots of people on the same number of votes. And if that happens, I'll work out, I'll work something out. Okay, we're going to cross that bridge when we come to it. So I think it's time to get started. And um, in this episode, which is episode three, you're going to hear competition entries from these people. You're going to hear from Enrique from Spain, Eugenia from Romania, Evgeny from Russia, Gabor from Hungary, Gabriela from Brazil. Gabriella from Italy, Gerald from France, living in Belgium, Giovanni from Italy, Gudu from Ethiopia, and then finally, Guillaume from Switzerland. So that's who you're going to hear in this episode, and I think it's probably time for me to start by playing you the first one. Who did I say? Enrique from Spain. So you're now going to hear from Enrique from Spain, and here he is. 
Hello Letters. My name is Enrique from Seville in Spain. I'm going to talk to you about the meaning of life. Wow, huge topic. I'll try to answer the main questions uh, like uh, who are we? Where do we come from? Where are we going? So let's get started. Apparently religion answers all these questions, but I'm a science man. So I'm going to give you a biological explanation. Uh, of course, nothing against religion. It happens that human body is a collection of cells which have the ability to work independently. So obviously the first living beings were the simplest, those formed by a single cell or unicellular. In short, the origin of life is a microscopic unicellular organism, which we will call fungus. The reproduction of fungus takes place by cloning. It divides into two, resulting two identical organisms. These organisms were immortal. By immortal, I mean they didn't age, uh, but they couldn't evolve. So for thousands of years, the fungus didn't change the least. Then appeared another microscopic and unicellular organism, uh, which we will call bacteria. Bacteria reproduces otherwise, not by cloning like fungus, but it has sexual reproduction. How does it work? Well, that bacteria gives DNA fragments, which is genetic information, to mom bacteria. And as a result, we have son or daughter bacteria with things from dad and mom. It was the beginning of evolution and biodiversity. Then appeared more and more complex beings adapted to their environment, beings with more than one cell, like plants, uh, cockroaches, monkeys, up to politicians who I consider the most evolved of beings because they are extremely powerful in spite of having a tiny brain and a huge stomach. But there's a drawback, there's always a drawback. And the issue is that organisms which reproduce sexually and are the mixture of DNA from others have diseases and age. They are no longer immortal like fungus. So we gave up immortality in order to achieve biodiversity. And it is because millions of species inhabit our planet today. But is it true? Are we no longer immortal? Indeed, we are born, grow and die. Individually, we are not immortal. But we shouldn't be so selfish. We should look at it from a collective point of view. And from that point of view, we are immortal since we reproduce and perpetuate our DNA or genetic information in our descendants. Individually, we are not significant, especially once we have fulfilled our reproductive function. By reproducing, we gain immortality. Ultimately, what's the meaning of life? It's clear, we are here to reproduce and to evolve. So the only duty of our living being is to grow and reproduce. I have two sons, one of them named after me. So I think it would be great in the future that Luke Jr. teaches Enrique Jr. by Luke Jr. English Podcast. Bye, 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 bye. 
Thank you, Enrique from Spain. Just giving us a little view on uh, sort of the meaning of life from a biological perspective. So apparently we can achieve immortality through reproduction, can we? We can achieve immortality through reproduction. If that's, that's why we all always want to have sex. That's how we become immortal. I'd never thought of it that way. Very interesting idea. Uh, thank you for your uh, recording, Enrique from Spain. Uh, let's see if I can just fix a bit of volume stuff going on here. Okay. So now um, we're going to hear from Eugenia from Romania. And here she is. Hello, everybody. My name is Eugenia. I'm from Romania, but I've been living in England for two years and a half. First, I want to say thank you to Luke because he gives me this great opportunity to speak in his podcast. In my intervention, I'm going to speak about my experience of learning English, and I really hope that my story will not be boring. Okay, so first I need to say that I hadn't the chance to study any English in my school time in Romania. I studied just Russian and French. Actually, I am qualified as a French teacher. In 2012, I had to move to England because my husband got a job here. Before moving to England, I took some English classes in Romania, learning, you know, basic English. When I moved here, I experienced a real shock because I couldn't understand native speakers. It was a very frustrated period because wherever I was going, I had to take my husband with me to help me with my English. I studied hard and I was very lucky because I discovered a wonderful podcast run by a great teacher. And I think you know what I'm speaking about. It's, of course, Luke's English podcast. And now I want to tell you how this podcast has helped me to improve my English. First of all, my problem was that I couldn't understand native speakers, even when my vocabulary had improved. That's why when I listened to Luke for the first time, I was so happy that finally I could understand an English person. He has a remarkable diction and a special accent that make his English easy to be understood. And since I discovered his podcast, I have been listening to all his episodes. Secondly, my vocabulary has been improved a lot due to Luke's English podcast. I really like the fact that he explains words and expressions, and I think it's very useful for us to, to listen to an episode at least twice, because in this way, the new words and explanations get stuck in our mind. In my opinion, practicing English is very important, and I think it's not enough to know uh, how, just how to read and write in English. And now I want to share with you my experience that I had when I enrolled for ESOL classes here in England. The teacher who assessed me considered to enroll me at level one. At that moment, I was living in England for about four months. And although my writing and reading had improved, my speaking and listening were weak. Anyway, when I started my classes at level one, I felt I couldn't keep up with my colleagues. I felt I wasn't good enough for level one because in my class there were people who lived in England for many years and who were very fluent in, in English. So I decided to go to entry three level. But there, the teacher recommended to me to go back to level one. And I did so. Finally, I passed all my exams and although my speaking was still not as good as my colleagues, I was happy with my English in general. So my advice is... Don't be shy, like me, when learning English. It's normal to make mistakes. Be confident, and when you have the opportunity, 
do practice English because only by practicing we can learn. Although now I'm taking English classes at college and I'm working in a nursery with English people, Luke's English podcast is still my favorite source of learning English. I think Luke is the best teacher and I really hope he will have the time to carry on with his podcast. We have to support him and I think the best way to do it is to make some donations. I'm not a very talkative person and to be honest, it took me it took me a while before to pluck up my courage and record myself. All I hope is that my intervention hasn't been a boring one and if you like it, please vote for me. The prize is of this competition is very tempting and I think for the winner it will be a real privilege to have a conversation with Luke. At the end, I would like to say good luck to everybody who is learning English and thank you to Luke for all his amazing work. Bye, 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 bye. Thank you, Eugenia from Romania. Well done for plucking up the courage, as you said, to do that recording. Very nice to hear from you and uh, good to hear your your sort of story of uh, your learning English success. Well done. Good job. Okay, so that was Eugenia from Romania and we're going to move straight on. And you're now going to hear from Evgeny from Russia. And here he is. You're listening to your English podcast. For more information, just stay with me. Hi, my name is Evgeny. I'm from Russia and I'm learning English using Lux English podcast and many other sources. I'm IT engineer, but in my free time, I'm a hobbyist game developer. I absolutely love video games. You can do so many things, be so many heroes from different ages in video games that no other media can achieve. And also, video games can help you learn English better, and today I want to talk to you about that. You probably already know about movies, TV shows, there is English voiceover and subtitles in, I think, most of them today. And you can actually watch your favorite TV show in English and, you know, pick some new words, or probably hear how all kinds of phrases are spoken by native speakers. But today I want to show you why video games are better in this. First of all, most of modern video games made by English-speaking people and for English-speaking players. And this is because most of the gamers in the world living in North America and Europe and in other countries that actually speaks English. There is also China and uh, Asia, but we're not talking about them right now. So there is an English voiceover and subtitles in pretty much every modern game that you can buy in store. Second, you most definitely play video games already, because, for example, in North America and in the United States, 59 people from 100 play video games. There are two gamers in every family. And many video games are made in those countries. They are better in English, because the quality of localization is not always really high. So for example, if you live in non-English speaking country and this game is being localized for you, there is a high possibility that the localization is worse than the original uh, native English. 
Third, you know your character and other characters in video game better than in a movie or a TV series because you spend more than an hour or two or three with your game. You know what words and when your character says. You know his voice and how he reacts to different circumstances. And you always persist in the same world. And you better know its language or probably its language. And there is one more reason why you should learn English playing video games. Because it's just fun. It's one of the most interesting way of spending your time in 21st century. So I strongly recommend you to do that if you're not doing this already. I really hope that you picked some new information and that this short podcast was really useful for you. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you soon. That was Evgeny from Russia with his refreshing view of computer games or video games as a way of improving your English. So you just heard from Evgeny from Russia. And up next, we have Gabor from Hungary. And here he is. Hello, everybody. And hi, Luke. My name is Gabor from Hungary. If you don't know where it is, Hungary is a little country located in the Central Europe and it is a part of the European Union. And now you may ask why I highlighted Look, The answer is very simple. This is my little podcast and as you know I do what I want. For example, I would sing such as When I saw her walking down the street But uh, don't worry, I won't do this because I absolutely can't sing as you heard. Anyway, I highlighted Luke because he is the main supporter of this podcast by publishing it and actually he is the only supporter so far. I was very happy when I had seen the post of the competition on the Facebook, Luke's page of course, because uh, last time I missed it. First I thought it is easy to speak about uh, five minutes continuously, but I had to realize it isn't. And the reason for, I don't know the audience, and uh, of course, hardly anybody know anything about uh, listeners, so it is good that I'm not alone with this fact. When I was working, I was thinking uh, so much, what should I say? And I decided I'm going to share you some common questions which I'm asked uh, by the passengers because uh, I am a bus driver. And the uh, first one is, is it uh, hard to drive the bus? Uh, no, it isn't. Harder than drive a car, of course, but it didn't take uh, long for me to get uh, used to it. The second one. Do you often have uh, problems with the passengers? Um, basically not, but uh, I have met some strange person who drank or simply crazy or arrogant, but uh, I have always managed uh, to solve the problem easily so far. And uh, if I met a very problematic person in the future, I will call the police and uh, they are care of him. The third one, what kind of stuff do you find on the bus? 
the most common things that the passengers leave in the bus, the umbrellas and the handbags. Uh, the most valuable thing that I have found, it was a brand new notebook and about a year ago somebody left his cat in the bus in a little cage and uh, I still don't know how can somebody did like this. And now the most ridiculous question, may I try driving the bus a little? Yes, of course, you can do it. Please visit the Google and find the bus driver simulator and you can do what you want with the, the buses. Okay, the next one. Why are you in a later game? Uh, this is very common question because the timetables are strict and sometimes arise a problem on the roads uh, and so on. Uh, for example, there is uh, usually traffic jam and uh, there are uh, lots of other people who can't uh, get on or get off easily with uh, big uh, bags. Okay, and the last one, which uh, I'm uh, asked uh, by my friends. Can I open the door? Uh, this is usually so funny for me because I still don't understand why everybody finds interesting uh, open the door with uh, simple buttons. Okay, and uh, that's all. That was my little podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Have a nice day or night. Bye, bye. Thank you, Gabor from Hungary, giving us a little insight there into what life is like as a bus driver. Um, some strange questions that people ask you. And did someone really leave a cat on the back of the bus once? That's amazing. How could someone forget their own cat? Amazing. Gabor from Hungary, that was. And next up, you've got Gabriella from Brazil, and she's only 13 years old. I think she's probably the youngest, one of my younger listeners. I don't know who my youngest is actually, but um, Gabriela from Brazil here, and you can listen to her right now. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm going to be answering some questions that Luke has asked us. Question number one, who am I? Uh, my name is Gabriela. Um, I'm 13 years old. I'm secondary school. I'm in my flat now, my office. I have a sister called Juliana, my mother, my father. Um, I have a dog, she's in the kennel now. And, well, that's it about my family, about me and my family. Uh, and my math, methods to improve my English. Firstly, I have this small notebook. It's not with me here now, but I have this notebook where I take notes of English, anything I need, anything that I find useful, like words, expressions, people, um, unused words, uh, slangs from all over the UK or Ireland, uh, I use it. And I watch films, I watch series, I don't watch many series like Doctor Who, Sherlock, and uh, Family Guy, which is not British, but I watch it. Um, 
and the first show I watched it too. Um, and well, to improve my English, and I'm also writing a text in my my computer in English. The whole test text in, is in British English. Um, American or UK accent? Uh, UK. A million times UK. Why? Firstly, because I study here in Brazil, everyone idolizes America. I don't know why. Everyone wants to have American accent. I don't know why. Maybe because it's a, it's a very strong country, but who cares? This isn't that many countries that speak English why why not why does it have always to be American the accent so ugly I, I have nothing against American people but their accents like adore they, they, they look here in Brazil the, the country people the the uh, the people that uh, live like in the central Brazil, they speak like Dora. But why? Why to? Why to copy it? Why to copy it in America? Why not to use their so many English-speaking countries? South Africa, Australia. Why not? Why always it has to be the the US? Besides, I, I think it's really stupid. Like, oh my god! In US here we have Christmas! Oh my god, we have Thanksgiving! Oh my god! Really? You have Thanksgiving in America? Really? Tell me more! Tell me more of this really different culture you have. Like, in Brazil we have Christmas too. We don't have Thanksgiving, but it's just like Christmas. And uh, Scottish and Cockney accents, they are my favourite in the UK. My, my Cockney is a Mockney, and my Scottish is a... Uh, uh, it's rubbish. <laughs> Mockney and rubbish, I can call my... Uh, accents personally. Well, it's bye for now. Bye bye. That was Gabriella from Brazil. There, did I detect? Did I detect uh, a bit of sarcasm in your voice, Gabriella, when you were talking about Americans there and Thanksgiving? Maybe a little bit. Nice to hear from you. Um, that was Gabriella from Brazil. Next up, we've got another Gabriella, but this one comes from Italy, and you're going to hear the recording right now. This is Gabriella from Italy. Hello, this is Gabriella from Italy. I want to say hello to all the lepers and to Luke, of course. Well, I didn't want to enter the competition because I'm very shy, even in my first language. So for me, it's a kind of challenge. Uh, I'd like to tell you how I discovered the lab. I came across it in uh, 2014 and I've become a regular listener. I hear every episode from start to finish, generally twice. Well, it's hard to find my favorite episode because they're all fantastic. I think uh, it's Mind Gap, Going to the Pub, 
childhood grown-up school days help feeling ill because they're particularly useful for the language. Uh, my least favorite, I'm afraid, it's uh, uh, work up to 114 because I'm not that much into football. I'm married and I've got two sons. The first is 19 and is, he studies engineering at the university in Trieste. And the second is 14 and he attends secondary school. Well, at the moment they're picking on me, me and my husband, I had a long-distance relationship for about four years before getting married uh, because he worked in the north of Italy while I lived in the south and I was studying at a university. Well, I want to tell to people who have long-distance relationships, uh, don't give up, hang in there. It's worth it in, in the end. Um, and today it's even easier because at that time we have no internet, no mobile phones. So today it's easier. Well, after taking my degree in uh, English language and literature, I moved to the north and we got married. And uh, I experienced uh, a sort of culture shock. At the beginning, I was really excited and happy, don't forget I was just married. But after some times there, I got depressed and frustrated because many things were different. Uh, the weather was miserable, it was colder in winter, and in summer it was hot and humid, while in the south it's hot but windy. The food was different, different bread, different pizza, and the uh, People, people were more reserved, um, they minded their business, while in the South, people are more outgoing. Uh, the language was different, um, the accent was weird to me, and uh, uh, the dialect was completely different, so I didn't understand the word at the beginning. And uh, when I applied for jobs, people made me feel different. So I started feeling awkward, and uh, I didn't feel confident anymore. Um, well, um, later on, uh, I had my first son, uh, so I made friends with other moms, and I started feeling no more lonely and homesick. And um, uh, then I found a job, and uh, uh, now I work as a secretary at the local hospital. And now I've become more aware and more open-minded. Well, but I'm afraid I'm running out of time. But uh, let me say just one more thing. Uh, Luke is a good teacher, a talented stand-up comedian, but above all is a friend. And so I want to tell Luke, thanks very much for all the hard work you do for us. Bye-bye, Luke, and to all the listeners. Bye, Gabriella. Thanks for your message there. Uh, you're welcome, I guess. Um, and thanks for sharing your culture shock experience uh, with us. That's uh, interesting to hear. Uh, that was Gabriella from Italy, and we're now going to move on, and you're going to hear from Gerald, who is French but living in um, in Brussels, in Belgium. And here he is. Hi, Luke. Hi, Luke's English Podcast listeners. My name is Gerald. 
I'm French, living in Brussels. I've been living in Brussels with my family for more than uh, two years now, and we enjoy we enjoy it a lot. It's less really less stressful than Paris, where we lived before. So I'd like to share with the listeners why and how I had to improve my English, why I had to brush it up. First, I had to because of my job. So maybe many of you, some of you, have the same situation. Actually, for me, one year ago, speaking only French was quite okay. But now I have to work. I have to liaise with different people based all over Europe, UK, US. So I really had to improve my English listening skills. I say listening because speaking English was quite okay, still okay. I hope so. You tell me. But it's really understanding native speakers that I found and I still find very difficult. So, well, particularly on the phone, not only but particularly during conference calls, sound quality may be very bad. You have to make out what, um, um, let's say, a Scottish guy is telling you, or an Indian guy is telling you. I, I, I understand very well the strong French accent, but the other one. Sorry, sorry for, 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 for people involved, but it's really, it's really hard time, a hard time for, for me, and I assume for uh, most of the French uh, people. So I had to do something uh, to improve my English. I turned to the internet, where you have a lot of stuff. So much stuff you have really to um, uh, spend some time to pick up the good um, good apples, I would say. And I was lucky enough to come across Lux English podcast. Of course, I love it. Both instructive and funny. My personal use of it is only listening podcasts. I only participated once to transcript five minutes of a podcast, but that's it. I am I'm only listening to podcasts, and even that, by the way, I I find it very difficult to keep up with all the recently added episodes. You add them at such a pace; it's really impressive, and it's hard to catch up with. Anyway, other websites uh, I found them. Great too, such as Angvid, uh, All Ears English, and other stuff such as Yabla or Doing English. The thing is with the podcasts, which I found interesting, is that not only they are good for improving one's English, but they are very instructive indeed, or generally they are instructive. Um, TED Talks as well are a great example of this, um, this aspect being very instructive and good for learning English or improving it. Sometimes I look some documentaries in English on subjects I'm interested in. So on YouTube, I recently saw a couple of ones on Pink Floyd. Um, I try to look films or TV series as well with no subtitles, but wow, this is really difficult. And I think that anyway, nobody speaks like that in real. You you know, normal people should go would go um, hesitate, rephrase, look for the right word. But well. um, quickly because time's nearly uh, up now. Um, I'm playing as well the guitar. I sing a little bit. Um, my favorite bands 
are Pink Floyd, The Beatles. I uh, listen a lot of Eric Clapton, Lenny Kravitz, um, all um, guitar-related music. And uh, it's a good exercise as well to try and make out the lyrics when you hear a song, I think. There is a great deal of phrasal verbs and idioms, and I like that. Well, that's it for me. Uh, this was my personal podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and Anyway, I hope that Luke's English podcast will go on forever like that. That's great. That's fun. And whenever you go on stage in Paris, please let us know. I would like to uh, go and see you, to come and see you in Paris. Bye-bye. Thank you. That was Gerald from, uh, originally from France, now living in Belgium. Um, what, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, people sometimes ask me uh, to let them know when I'm performing on stage, and I'm not very good at uh, publicizing my, my performance dates. Uh, what I should do is keep up something on the internet, you know, like a page on my website where I put my performance dates online. But often I don't get sort of booked or agree uh, performance dates, and you know, until sort of like a week before it happens. But I should try and, and do that so that people, if they can... Can, can then come and see me um nice to hear from you gerald and obviously i'm very interested in your guitars i wonder what kind of guitar you have um right so that was gerald and uh he's from france living in belgium and we're going to move on now uh this is the hold on a minute yeah this is the eighth person in this episode um eight out of ten and this is giovanni from italy and here he is no, he isn't. Okay, hold on. Giovanni from Italy is about to arrive in your headphones in just a second. Just bear with me for a moment. I'm going to open this file uh, using the QuickTime, and then we're all going to be able to hear it. Oh, it's converting it. Okay, so we're just... Um, for some reason, QuickTime is having to convert this file. I don't know why. Technical difficulties. Okay, we're ready to go. Here, here we go now with Giovanni from Italy. Hi Luke, hi guys, and welcome to my personal 5 minutes podcast. Okay, what to say? First of all, let me introduce, let me say something about me. Well, I am Giovanni, I am Italian, and I live in Sicily, a beautiful island located just in the center of the Mediterranean Sea. I am 49, I have a wife, I have a child, I have a good job as well, but to be honest, to be honest, my job is not related at all with the usage of foreign languages. It means that I don't have to speak English in my daily life. So at this point, maybe you are wondering why I'm interested in the English language. Well, I'd say because I love traveling and speaking with any kind of people. I love sharing culture, feelings, ideas, and by means of that, I can feel to be a real citizen of the world. The problem is that uh, my native language, Italian language, even though it's a nice language, unfortunately, is not widely spoken all around the world. So if I really want to communicate to the world, I must learn English. Otherwise, no chance to speak, no chance to communicate. You know, in my opinion, learning English is a way not to be isolated. I think if we speak English, it's just like to have a passport to go everywhere without any risk not to be understood when we say something. It's just like to build a bridge towards other people so we can widen our horizon. We have the opportunity to know each other a bit better. And because of that, we become more tolerant 
and I'd say more open-minded. In my case, for example, I studied English at school because in Italy the study of English is compulsory, but probably the method of teaching was really bad. For sure, it's still really bad. In fact, at school, Italian teachers of English generally, they insist on grammar rules and written exercise, but they don't involve students in real conversation. So the final result is that when we leave the school, we are not able at all to sustain a conversation. And that's what happened to me, for example. I remember when I was 18, I started to travel abroad and I realized how poor was my English. Although I had studied English for more than 10 years at school, I could say just a few words and I was not able at all to, to understand what they say. You can imagine how, what huge disappointment and what a frustration. My studies were only a sort of waste of time. So I tried to fill the gap. I tried to improve a little bit my level of English, step by step, but any effort was not good enough to get my target. And I confess that until one year ago, I still had a big problem of communication and I was particularly shy because, because I was afraid my English was indecent or even ridiculous, I don't know, something like that. Okay, one year ago, by chance, I came across the Luke podcast on the internet. And immediately, believe me, immediately, it was a sort of revolution in my mind. For the first time, I found a real person who spoke a clear but real English. I mean, listening to Luke's podcasts, I don't have the impression to listen to a sort of automatic robot, but I have the impression to listen to a real friend who speaks to me with a natural tone of voice, with a native rate of speech, but in a clear and relaxed way. Honestly, I was fed up to listen to other kind of English podcasts where they treated me, they treated listeners like children or even worse, like, like idiots. You know, Luke is different because he sounds natural. It seems to me that he speaks to, to all of us like a friend, like an old friend. And that's the secret. That's the miracle, in my opinion. That's why he's so different, I'd say unique. And thanks to him, my English is improving a lot. Now it's more effective, and I feel more confident, even though I'm far too fluent, of course. Okay, I don't want to keep speaking about Luke, because this is not the only topic of my five-minute personal podcast. And now, straight away, I want to change our topic. And I, before ending my conversation, if I may, I'd like to give advice to people of my generation. I mean, middle-aged people. I know very well what you think, guys, and how you feel. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and you feel tired, without enthusiasm, too old to keep going to follow your dreams. Uh, well, my friends, remember my words. Youth is not related with age, but is only a mental and spiritual condition. If you give up and don't want to fight anymore for your ideals... It means you are old, you are dead, even though you are 20. On the contrary, if you still follow your dreams, future belongs to you. Because remember, it's never too late. Even if you want to learn a new language, it's never too late. In particular, I'd say learning a language is an excellent method to exercise your mind. Okay, mates, my time is over, I guess. So thanks a lot for listening and hope to meet you all one day, maybe. Why not in a big party organized by Luke in London City? It would be amazing. <laughs> Bye, my friends, and take care. Very encouraging words from Giovanni from Italy there. Thanks a lot, Giovanni. Nice to hear from you. Okay, let's move on, and you're now going to hear number nine in this episode, and that is Gudu from Ethiopia. Oh, yes, the first uh, recording from Ethiopia here on the podcast ever, uh, I believe. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. This is Gudu from Ethiopia. And he's going to come up in just a moment as soon as I get rid of these technical difficulties that we're having here at Luke's English Podcast. Okay, 
All right then, so here is Gudu from uh, Ethiopia. You're going to listen to him right now. Na- what na- what now? Now? No, no. Hello, hello, hello. Leapers and look. First, uh, let me introduce myself before I speak or talk about anything. My name is Gudu and I am Ethiopian. Currently, I am a student and I study information technology at Helsinki Metropolitan University in Finland. Okay, let me uh, talk about your uh, podcast. I usually look uh, for something important uh, material on the net which can help me to improve my spoken English. Uh, It was on the 5th of December 2013, when I came across to your podcast. I was so happy when I got your podcast. Since December 2013, I have been listening to you every day, whenever I am. Yes, I am just addicted to your podcast. You can imagine, I listened more than two times, maybe three times. And it helped me a lot to know the English language and the English culture. Everything about the British, because you tell everything about English. Okay, this is... Uh, uh that, yeah this is uh what uh, this is about when i get your podcast okay something else uh okay what's something else what you have asked also what i have learned from the podcast and why i am elipa why i am elipa your podcast is very engaging comprehensive easy to understand very funny very informative and very addictive. It helps me to listen your podcast from start to finish without being bored. Yes, that is. That's why I listen your podcast. It's very addictive. That's why I become a leaper and I will be your fan until you stop podcasting, maybe. What I have learned from the podcast, I have learned a lot of things about about the world, about the British culture, about anything. And you give also some information about um, technology, music, film. You, yeah, you mention everything about... Yes, yeah, so... Subjects, okay, if I were, look, what I would talk about, maybe subject, I will talk about uh, technologies, new technologies, and also maybe also entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, and also I might interview entrepreneurs. In addition, what Luke forgot is, uh, it would be nice if you ask, uh, if you ask also, your listeners who listens your podcast since 2009 because it's good also to listen from their experience that can help 
you to understand how many people are following you. So it's really good uh, if you also invite them for interview, maybe that's also a good opportunity for other listeners to know about how their experience look like. Okay, the method what I used all the time is um, I usually listen podcasts, which can help me to comprehend everything and also to to learn natural way of uh, so that's what I use most of the time so I advise other listeners also to to use uh, podcasts to improve their English okay guys my voice was breaking a friend of mine was getting in so I was a bit embarrassed so that's why my voice is breaking no no worries guys oh no oh, Gudu, don't be, don't be shy. You are just awesome, okay? Don't be shy. And now it's becoming uh, five minutes. I hope this is what I can, I can uh, share for other listeners or leapers. Thank you very much. I hope this is really awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you as well. That was Gudu from Ethiopia there. Um, really great to hear from you. Yeah, you've been a long-term listener. And uh, finally, we're hearing your voice for the first time. So that was Gudu from Ethiopia. We are now going to move on to the last um, competition entry in this particular episode. And this is Guillaume from Switzerland. And here he is. Hello and welcome to Guillaume's English Podcast. This episode is for the competition of Flux English Podcasts for the 200th episode. Welcome on Guillaume's English Podcast for the competition. Okay, everyone, welcome to Guillaume's English Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the verb rambling or wimble on. So rambling is air e M B L I N G Rambling You may already know this verb because um, Luke and uh, Zdenek are using it a lot because they know how to rambling isn't it? They are very um, talkative and they can speak for ages about everything and nothing at the same time. <laughs> so, the definition of uh, rambling is uh, to talk or to write in a discursive, aimless way, usually followed by on. The speaker rambled on with anecdote after anecdote. The speaker rambled on with anecdote after anecdote. So basically, um, I can define rambling with my own words. My definition is writing or speaking randomly about anything comes in your mind writing or speaking randomly about anything comes in your mind got it 
I think you got it. So you may heard that word, that verb exactly, from Luke or Zdenek. They are using it many times in their podcast, as you may know. Okay, um, I started my own podcast a few months ago and I discovered how hard it is to create a podcast. Actually, um, Luke uh, has launched this new competition for the 200 episode and many of you listeners are going to discover or how this is to do your own podcast episode. But I discovered it um, just a few months ago. I started my own podcast with different kind of episode and this episode is a special one for the competition is it's a special uh, episode about rambling it's interesting way to um, try to improvise doing my own episode about what goes in my mind basically and this uh, rambling uh, stuff can be a good method of learning because you can speak about what goes on your mind you can speak about whatever you want and this is a way to feel more comfortable in front of the microphone and I can tell you uh, that five minutes are going very short when you ramble and uh, that's what we can observe when we listen to Lux English Podcast or Zdenek English Podcast. It's quite funny to do and I recommend you to try it. As a Swiss guy, I have to leave on time. So it's time for me to leave and ask you to vote for me. See you soon, guys. Bye, 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 bye. Incredible. That was exactly five minutes long, like on the dot. It's 5.00 minutes long. I mean, Gideon, you are Swiss down to a T. You really are. You just heard there sort of a little extract from Gideon's English podcast. Well, that's his competition entry there. Talking about um, the benefits of just rambling as a way of perhaps trying to improve your fluency. Um, so that was Gideon from Switzerland. And that's the last one in this episode. This has been episode number three in a series of eight. I've worked it out. It's going to be eight, okay? Eight of them. And I hope you listen to them all. This is, um, I, I, I am slightly surprised by the number of entries that I got, to be honest. I knew I'd get more than last time. I didn't quite realize I'd get this many. But still, this is, as I said, a mini series of eight episodes. And it's, this is just my showcase for listeners um, 
And uh, so in this episode, you heard from these people. You heard from Enrique from Spain, Eugenia from Romania, Evgeny from Russia, Gabor from Hungary, Gabriella from Brazil, Gabriella from Italy, Gerald from France uh, in Belgium, Giovanni from Italy, Gudu from Ethiopia living in Finland, and finally Gideon from uh, Switzerland and this is the end of episode three. Uh, don't forget to vote for your favourite competition entry in this episode by leaving your uh, vote in the form of a comment under this episode. For example, I vote for such and such a person from such and such a company. Company? Country. Okay. All right. I make mistakes too sometimes. It's fine. You live and learn, don't you, ladies and gentlemen? Yes, you do. That's the end of this episode. Stay tuned, and I recommend that you now uh, um, venture forward and listen to uh, episode number four of this mini-series. But for number three, it's time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Your English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.